Welcome to Mad Lit Musings, a podcast with Jamie Jo Wright, where we go deeper and ask the tough and dangerous questions. Today's episode is sponsored by Ravel and Bethany House Publishers, which are divisions of Baker Publishing Group. Find out more at bakerpublishinggroup.com. Hey everyone, it is Jamie with Madlet Musings, and today I have back with us a recurring guest who is always fun to have on the show. I have with us Patricia Bradley. Welcome back. Thank you. I love being on your podcast. <laughs> it is a- we always have fun together. We do. We do. And today we are talking about a book that you have coming out in May called Counterattack, which is the first book of a new series. Right. So that's exciting. exciting yes, it is. I, I, moved, I moved out of Mississippi and into the Cumberland Plateau, just up above Chattanooga. I okay. didn't want Chattanooga. The, this book deals somewhat with Chattanooga, which mm-hmm. I love it. My sister lives in Udawa, which okay. is just, south, just outside of uh, of uh, Chattanooga, going toward Cleveland, Tennessee. Sure. Yeah. And I've always wanted to set a book there. And uh, my publisher said, go for it. And I did. So awesome. I'm crea- and, this, and this one is totally fictional. I do not okay. have to worry about whether a restaurant is on a certain street. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know if readers realize when you pick up an, an actual location to set a book, how much detail research has to be done just to keep it accurate to the actual location. I went, well, not the Natchez Trace books. Mm-hmm. I went to Natchez four times until COVID hit and they, I couldn't go anymore. Sure. And, and so, but then, mo- and it was just to research, to get take pictures of houses and streets oh. and restaurants and, you know, and, and I love that town too, but. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that kind of research is fun too, but then there's an element of added pressure that you <laughs> like a local's going to call you up and be like, hey, you got that wrong. <laughs> yeah. they, well, they'll send you an email. Oh, I know. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. And I made, I made some good friends. One of the real estate agent down there uh, helped me a whole lot. Because uh, okay. I would tell her what kind of house I wanted. Mm-hmm. And so she she would send me to where I think this might be. And, and she was oh, really cool. excited about it. So. That's awesome. That's great. I love that. All right, so let me read the short synopsis about this book so that readers can hear a little bit about what it's about and we can talk about it some more. But this one is called Counterattack and it starts out as Alexis Stone has no sooner been sworn in as the chief deputy for Russell County, Tennessee, when a serial killer dubbed the Queen's Gambit Killer. I like that. That's my own little insertion there. Strikes again, this time in her hometown. Pearl Springs is just supposed to be a temporary stop along the way to Alex's real dream, becoming the first female police chief of Chattanooga. Yes, ma'am. But the killer's calling card, a white pawn, and a note with a chess move printed on it cannot be ignored. Pearl Springs Chief of Police Nathan Landry can't believe that his high school sweetheart Alexis, he refuses to call her Alex, is back in town, and he can't help wanting to protect the woman he never stopped loving. 
But as the danger mounts and the killer closes in, can Nathan come through on the promises he makes to himself to bring a killer to justice before it's too late? Dun, dun, dun. That sounds well, exciting. <laughs> it, it was fun writing their story. Um, I, it was, and the chess moves, I did not make up. I, okay. posted on, I posted on Facebook, are there any chess masters out there? Aha! Uh-huh. I think I vaguely and, remember seeing that post. Yeah, and a girl, a woman, answered okay. and volunteered her brother and uh-huh. gave her, she said he, you know, that he was, he'd been playing chess and he had competed in tournaments and things. Okay. So I sent him an email and asked, explained everything and asked him, could he help me? And boy, did he. He oh. plotted out what each message should be and when they should be. Oh, my goodness. So that was, he was so much help. And I, I've, got, I've got an acknowledgement to him in the book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So thanking him because he, he saved my bacon because otherwise I would have had to change a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, chess is not a, a it, it, at first glance, it seems like it should be simple. Like each, each player does this one specific move and it should be. But then when you really get into the science and logic behind it, it becomes this convoluted mathematical equation. And you're like, what? It really is. That's a, it's a, and that's, as I researched it, that's what I learned is that the chess moves are mathematical equations. Mm-hmm. Which so. is why I can't play it that way. Because numbers and I do not agree. No. Did you hey, did you ever read that little paragraph that asks, are you a math a numbers person or a words person? No. And you're supposed to read it and tell how many times you see the word OF. Okay. And there's like 11 times in the paragraph. Mm-hmm. I think I've got six. Really? Because my, my brain sees it as O-V, of, mm-hmm. of, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but the, a math person will find every one of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I found that people, not to get off the subject, but I think people who are mathematical tend to read slower and not in a bad way, but in a way where they're they're looking, I think they're looking at more, maybe. Like they're actually looking at what's there. Where I think with <laughs> with creatives, it's like we kind of, assume what the next word's going to be and we just keep going without double checking i agree or maybe it's just me i don't know <laughs> no it would be two of us and probably a whole bunch more <laughs> probably okay so what made you go the route of chess then if chess is that difficult and you're not mathematical what made you choose chess well it, it, i like the uh, Chess has always fascinated me. Okay. I, and and it, it's something, I guess, that down deep, I really wish I were good at. And, gotcha. and, and I always feel like, well, I could be if you applied the time, but who has yeah. time? Yeah. So, and, but it, just the idea of it, it, to me, it's fascinating. The world of chess is. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the players, and um, and in my research, I did I read the Queen's Gambit, which is a book as well as as a, a show. Yeah, yeah. I don't have time to watch the series. I'm I'm not a television or movie person, which really hinders me sometimes because you get so many good ideas that it makes yeah. your brain. But in which eventually one day I may be again. But anyway, uh, the just just reading the story and and her. 
her reactions and in, in the the queen's gambit and the way she thinks and everything it just fat the the mind of a person who's good at chess fascinates me and yeah. most of my books are somewhat of a psychological th thriller mm -hmm. I mean, there there is uh this thing that there a lot of them are um have personality disorders mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know they're, yep. they're, yeah. they're they have mind problems and so mm -hmm. Yes, I'm all, I'm just fascinated by that, and yeah, and yeah. then plus I got that chess master to help me, which helped a whole lot. Right, exactly, exactly. I think I watched a movie when I was younger. I might not have the name right, but I think it was In Search of Jimmy Fisher. There was one, and I think wasn't he the chess player that disappeared eventually? And they're not sure if he did it, maybe disappeared on purpose because he was that intelligent, or I don't know. Maybe I'm adding to the story. Yeah, I remember Jimmy Fisher though. Okay, wanted to get the name right there, but the, that was one of my first exposures that chess was not just a simple yeah. board game. <laughs> what? It's not checkers. No, it's not checkers. But, and checkers is also very can be very complicated. Mm -hmm. It can, but much easier for me to understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just all the, all the all the things move in the same way. They move in the same way and. Yeah, they don't all have different personalities. <laughs> right. yeah, I mean, yeah, every oh, chess awesome. has a different personality. Yeah, they really do. Yeah, for sure. Are you enjoying today's broadcast with our featured author? You can find out more about them and other authors from Baker Publishing Group at bakerbookhouse.com. Use code MADLIT40 for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title at bakerbookhouse.com. This also includes Ravel and Bethany House Publishing. Go over fast. It's MADLIT40. That's your magic code for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title. Okay, so you have a killer whose calling card is to leave a white pawn and then he puts a chess move on it. Now, I was a little curious, and I don't want you to spoil anything, but is the chess move intended for, like, the police that are chasing him, or is the chess move intended for a victim, or how does that kind of it is in? The, He's making fun of the police. The, the killer is making fun of the police. All okay. of them uh, are pointing out how dumb they are, how they mm. missed this, or how they missed that. Okay. Ooh, I like that. It's it doesn't devious of you. Yeah, it doesn't point to another uh, killing usually. It just okay. points to that this is the way you messed up. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Oh, and it's it's like, also, I also delve into the deep web, dark web, oh. which is fascinating too. Okay. So how do you research the deep, dark web without getting put on a list somewhere? Well, you really, it really isn't that, it's not what everybody thinks really. I mean, okay. There is so much, I mean, you don't want to download it. I, it says don't download it to your computer. Not that anything could, it won't blow your computer up or anything. Right. But, uh, and in this, I, I talk about the dark web in the book and how people in Russia and uh, a lot of the countries use it to keep the overseers mm -hmm. from uh, reading their emails. Okay. I mean, there are there are a lot of good yeah. things, of course, a lot of bad things. But yeah. I mean, and I took a course. There's a course that'll teach you how to get on the dark web. Oh my goodness! 
here, here you have it. Right here, readers, and Madlet Musings. You are the first to know that Patricia Bradley has taken a course on the dark web. I know how to do it. I didn't do it because I really didn't have time to um, to do it. Because I, I, I was afraid I'd fall down a rabbit hole and not ever come out. There's so much on there. But I, I'm just I'm just laughing. I'm sorry. It just sounds so funny. I was not expecting that to come out. <laughs> people look at me and say, "You kill people." <laughs> you see that for some people. reason. For some reason, that doesn't shock me. Because <laughs> Patricia Bradley surfing the dark web is a completely oh, yeah. different story. When, when I have time one of these days, I really am going to do it. Just to yeah. Yeah, just to say that I have because I and I, and I did a simulated one, you know. But it's they have detailed instructions on how to do it. <laughs> well, if I ever need help with that, I'll give you. Well, first of all, all you do is download the Tor browser, and okay. Tor, Tor sounds for the Onion something, uh, but it's layers. Okay. Oh, sure. Like the skin the of an onion, onion browser. And all that. Mm -hmm. onion okay. Browser. And that's why you can't be traced is because there's so many Got it. By the okay. time anybody could trace you, you'd be long gone and probably dead and, and your grandchildren dead. <laughs> that sounds like another book. Jeez. And actually you can, I have heard that you can advertise for killers on there, but that really turned out to be a, not a hoax. What do they call it? Uh where it's not really true, but it takes the oh. life of its. Yeah, 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 I know what you're saying. Kind of hoax, yeah. Yeah, yeah, hoax sounds right, but well, this that's fascinating. So you've got the dark web, you've got chess playing, you've got a female um, chief deputy who wants to be a police chief. So she sounds pretty strong-willed herself. She is. She wanted her 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 granddad was a sheriff, and he had a heart attack, and okay. and begged her. To come and help him, mm -hmm. and since he raised, they raised, he and his wife raised her. She couldn't say no. Okay. So she put her plans on hold, and he could not resign and make her sheriff because there had to be a one-year residency. Sure. That's what research teaches you. Anyway, but he can't. And I caught. Well, I actually called the sheriff in the county up above me, which is Tennessee, and okay. he said, "I'm telling him my problem." People are just really want to help writers and he said well i tell you what just have him make her his chief deputy he can doesn't have to have anybody's approval for that and no oh. resonance at all. so like she that. is the chief deputy and so okay. and uh you will i think in the third book you'll find out if she still hasn't decided if she's going to stay okay. in pro or go back to chattanooga and become the first chief of police because there have never right. been and there's yeah. not female sheriffs, actually. That's what her granddaddy keeps pointing out. She okay. wants to be, you know. <laughs> so. Right. Now, is that factual that they're not been, like, in that area? Oh, okay. Anywhere. Okay. Uh, there are very few. Oh. Memphis finally, Memphis has one now. Okay. But uh, chief of police, yeah. the Memphis, there are, they're not a lot. Yeah, I suppose. But it, I don't think there's been over three sheriffs I don't believe there's been over two that did not inherit the job from their husbands when they died. Oh, they, okay. They, they were just appointed and then maybe went on to run, but right. uh, it's not a job. 
in Tennessee where uh, the uh, sheriffs are elected. Right. Yep. So, um, yep. That's the same way here in Wisconsin. And now I'm now I'm curious to see what our history is with females in that in that position. I did a lot of my research on the female sheriffs mm-hmm. with J.A. Dance. Okay. She she has a really good um and the name of the books just left me, but she has a really good series. Joanna Joanna I wanna say Barnes, but that doesn't sound right. Uh anyway. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh she has a really good series on a woman who becomes a sheriff. Okay. All right. Cool. I'll have to look that up too. All right. So this is book one. As the books that are coming out of this, is this a trilogy? And then is this continuing with um, Alex's story through all three? Alex's story will continue, but in the this the second book, it's a she's a secondary character. The main okay. character is Mark Lassiter, who is the canine officer and his okay. dog. And the heroine is a brand new character who is Danny. And uh, she also has a dog, a poodle that looks like a mop. So <laughs> love it. Yeah. So Mark, when he first sees it, kind of makes fun of it and calls it a mop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which really doesn't endear, endear, endear I was going to say, that's probably where some of the tension starts. (laughs) What do you mean? Anyway, uh, but and and, in this one, I have had to be careful because they didn't know each other. Most of my stories, the the hero and heroine have known each other in the past. Okay. Mm -hmm. They did not. And so I had, I'm having to be careful not to rush the romance. Right. Most of my books happen within three or four days. So mm-hmm. this is happening over a longer period of time. Yeah. To give the yeah. romance time to develop. Yeah. That's been something I've struggled with some of my stories because I feel like they only take place over a couple of weeks. And if they've never met before, I'm kind of like, you can't, I mean, I suppose that's happened, but it's hard to have a realistic, solid romance come out of a couple weeks of knowledge. The only thing you can do there and like I'm doing in mine is the promise of a happily ever after. Right. Right. And that's what exactly. it is. And this one be a promise of of more to come mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they, they um, finally acknowledged both of them are uh he in the second book he was a sniper in afghanistan providing overcover overlook for the his his soldiers mm-hmm. and the woman he was in love with he he messes up and she dies oh. Oh, so okay. he and so he's now he's back he's a policeman he's he's still he's in law enforcement mm-hmm. too because he wants to protect he's a protector right and he wants to make it right and so but he's not he's afraid he doesn't want to give his heart to someone and have that happen again that's his yeah. you know his worst nightmare right right well that makes sense so well, cool. So this book is out in May and it's from Ravel Publishing and I'm viewing the cover right now at your website, ptbradley.com. Um, is there anything else that our readers and listeners should know about? Trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, well, I started to say this is in the book I'm working on. I, mm-hmm. and in the book I'm working on, I have a Jessica Fletcher Oh. who has a crime board, a string board. Oh, 
because her granddaughter was kidnapped and her daughter and son-in-law were murdered and she's going to solve it. Of course, it's taken 25 years and she still hasn't, but that doesn't mean... Hey, that doesn't... No, mm -mm, she's still going to do it. <laughs> but she's she's going to be an interesting character in the book. Oh, that sounds and, like fun. And um, uh, um, Alex's grandparents are good. They're okay. I, I older, older characters. Older characters say what they want to. Well, exactly. And they do bring so much life into a story. And honestly, I think they're underrated in fiction sometimes because they're just there's so much that they know and can bring in so many different types of relationships throughout fiction. So when and there's also they there's some caving because there are a lot mm -hmm. of caves. Yes. That yes. area. It's in the okay. Cumberland Plateau. Okay. Awesome. But I made it up too. I put a new river there. It's a Pearl River. Pearl River. Yep. <laughs> and, and the and the lake and uh, Eagle Ridge. That's where um, the canine officer lives, and that's also okay. where some of the caves are. So sure, sure, awesome, <laughs> beautiful area. So. All right. Well, everybody, head out and get Pearl River Book One: Counterattack, and then get ready to read Book Two when it comes out. And I'm betting we'll have you back on the podcast when that one comes out. Oh, I hope so, because that'll be yeah. fun. That would be oh. fun. So, <laughs> Well, thanks Thank so much for being with us today. I'm always glad to be here. And you have such a good podcast, and it was so much fun. It's always it, fun. It is fun. It's fun to just talk. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening to Madlit Musings. You can find out more information about Madlit and all that it has to offer at madlitmentoring.com. That's madlitmentoring.com. Or check out more about Jamie Jo Wright at jamiewrightbooks.com.